lift him higher. Raise, raise your hand and let's thank him today. Can we do that? Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be in your house. We lift up your name today. Praise the Lord. It's so good to see you here today. We had early service already at 9 and Sunday school at 10. You know, you don't hear a lot, but there is Sunday school still going on at 10 o'clock. We've been studying about how to get higher. It's through the Spirit. He really, really touched us this morning in our Sunday school classes. So thank you for coming now to our mid-morning service and then tonight's service at 6 o'clock too. So it's good to be here to have you. If you're reading the Bible through with us, today is February the 12th, you should be in uh, Numbers, the 12th chapter of the Old Testament. So I hope you've joined us and you're reading the Bible through. And uh, if you uh, want to, there I do have some more little folders with the, the daily reading on it if you want to, uh, if you need one to keep you on track. So see me after service. But I want to... Uh, uh, remind you that the top-notch seniors, which consists of our senior men and women, are going to have their meeting this Thursday, their circle meeting, this Thursday at uh, 1230 at the Olive Garden here in Middletown. If you'd like to join us, just sign up before you go out. There's a, a sign-in sheet uh, on the right as you go out this morning if you want to join us. You're welcome to do that. We have a time fellowship together and have speaker, and it's always a good time to be together with the seniors. And then also we want to uh, remember that tonight's service at 6 o'clock and regular services this week. And you are blessed to be here, and we thank you for taking the time and the energy and all the work you put in to get up and get here for Sunday school. There are lots of people that didn't come today because they wanted to sleep in, but not you. You're great people. You decided you're going to church on Sunday morning. Don't let anybody talk you out of that. We talked about how the enemy comes to say, just sleep in today. You don't ever get a day to rest. Has anybody ever had the devil say that to you? Yeah, a few of you did. Yeah, he does all the time. But you didn't listen. You got up and you put forth all the effort to be here. Thank you for doing that. And we, especially if you're new and this is your first time here, we want to welcome you. We're going to get out in the aisles, shake hands and greet one another. Give somebody a God bless you. Thank you for being here.
Somebody said, so is that because you don't know your own strength? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got into a wrestling match with a washing machine yesterday and tore my forearm. So, uh, how am I going to pray for me? Just pray for me. I, I can't wear it when I preach, so I, I'll take it off in a few minutes. But prior to this, I, I need to, to do something with it. I uh, wanted to show you a couple things from our bookstore. How many of you have been by the bookstore? Don't you, don't you love that? It is nice. How many been by the cafe? Oh, yeah. Gotten you a coffee? Yeah, don't tell them about my tab down there, don't you? Do I see Sister Lawson here today? Oh, my goodness. Wow. I got, y'all just hang on just a second. pretty lady it is so good to see you oh it's good to see you pray for you and brother Lawson every day God bless you it's good to see you today good to see you guys I want you to welcome sister Lawson to church today boy they have been they have been through it from a car wreck to several things and brother Lawson is needing our prayers and we're just going to pray for you today and we're so glad to see you you're just like a sunshine it's good to see you today that wow okay if you have time go by the bookstore and see what's there there's a book I'm recommending this book it's called The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee we have like several recommendations in the bookstore and this is my personal recommendation I've probably handed out about 40 of these books uh, to people who need to understand victory and overcoming power in their life and uh, it's just a great book it, 
it's not a new book. It was written in 1942. But uh, how many of you know timeless truths never die? So uh, I recommend this if you go by and check that out. And also there's a book out there uh, called Take Heart, My Child, A Mother's Dream by Ainsley Earhart. We got this book available in the bookstore as well. So we're recommending those for you to look at. I feel like I just did a commercial. So good to see you today. Wow. Are you kidding me? We had almost 300 in the first service, and look at you. This place is packed out. My goodness. You know, the only reason that matters is because we're building for the kingdom of God. That's all we want, is to build for Him. Somebody used to say, you know, we count people because people count. Not for our records, but for the kingdom. And we, it's so good to see you today. And uh, I encourage you, check out that 9 o'clock. There's a little more room in the 9 o'clock. And if you, uh, if you find it hard to find a place, you're certainly welcome. We had, man, did we have church in the 9 o'clock service. Amen. The Lord fell in the place. Wonderful time. Messages were given out by the Holy Spirit in just a wonderful time. So we encourage you to do that. I'm going to let you be seated. I'm going to ask all of our parents that are here to dedicate children. If you'd make your way to the altar with your child and any of the family members and friends that you brought with you that are going to be standing with you, they're welcome to come with you at this time. While they're coming, I want to take the opportunity to thank Betty and Marvin Ray for our, our Thrive Comedy Night a date night for our young married ministry that they did it was the first big launch they came up with that they they came and and I I said well we can call it the young married ministry and they said we kind of like thrive and I said all right that's cool so marriages that thrive and they had their first event big comedy night and I stopped by I snuck in with sunglasses and uh, had a great great time so I appreciate them and all of you I, I I want to encourage you, if you're married 10 years and younger, uh, 10 years or less, you're welcome to come, no matter who you are. Uh, somebody said, well, I'm 94 and I just got married. Can I come? Yes, you can come. Not a problem. Also want to, want to thank uh, Nicole and Andrew Locke. Our Super Bowl Sunday last week was a success. Stand up for me, Nicole. She did a great job organizing that. The pizza and the appetizers and all that. My goodness, look at all of you. Lord, I'll be there in a minute. But, uh, we had all the appetizers and pizza and, and then the big game on the screen. And it was, uh, it was a great night. And I appreciate Andrew and Nicole. And Nicole, who spearheaded the whole thing. So good to have them. Today, one of the important things we love to do is dedicate little children to the Lord. Mark chapter 10 and verse 13 says this, And they brought young children to him, to Jesus, that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought, him, brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and he blessed them. So today, that's what we want to do 
as we have brought our families and our friends together for this sacred moment in time where we dedicate these children to the Lord. We want to do that. Children are, parents, a gift from God. As believers, we know they belong to God first, that God has entrusted them to you. The Bible also says that train up a child in the way that he should go. When he's old, he won't depart from it. We trust that you understand the importance now that you have a little soul that you have to nurture and that you have to train up in the knowledge of God. The Bible says that's, I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough challenge, but the Bible also says that he'll give wisdom to those who ask of his Holy Spirit. Developing a child's character, developing them to be a godly young man or young woman, that's an important task, and you're off to a good start. Bringing them here to God's house, to his altar, is the smartest and wisest thing that you can do. We as a church take that responsibility as well very seriously. We have folks here who will be teachers, and who are children's church workers and youth workers when they become teenagers. All of us as a church, we, we take every child as a serious mandate and responsibility before the Lord. How many of you know it's not just their job, it's our job to raise up men and women of God and disciple them before the Lord? So we take all of this on as a responsibility, and it's our privilege to dedicate you today. I usually love to take them in my arms, as you can see. It might be a little harder today. You wouldn't want me to do that, but I will. We will bless them and pray for them today. Right here? All right. We have little Easton Lee Hensley. Man, you look sharp. I love your little outfit. I'm going to give this, I'll give this to you if you don't mind. I would hold you, but I won't today. Give me five. All right. <laughs> Let's pray for little Easton. Father, as we come to you today, we bless and dedicate little Easton to you in this altar asking your work to be accomplished and done in his life. I pray that you will protect him and keep him. Lord, all of his life, I pray that he will learn and know of you. I pray that he'll come to accept you at a very young age, that God, his, his plan, the plan you've destined for him, will unfold with no hindrance and obstacle. We pray that you keep him from all harm. Let your work be accomplished and done as, Lord, we honor you today and dedicate him in this altar. I pray for his parents as I lift them up to you. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would bless them, anoint them, use them, give them wisdom, their family that's here with them. Anoint all of them together to raise this up, this young man up to be a godly man. And I thank you for this opportunity to dedicate him to you today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Where? Anna Lee? Oh, hello there. I want you to show her off here. Look at that. Look at that. She's smiling. Oh, you're so cute. Anna Lee Darlene Young. Give this to you, Dad. And oh, I wish I could hold her. <laughs> All right. Won't you, won't you pray with us today? Father, we pray over little Anna Lee. We lift her up to you. We pray in the name of Jesus as we commit and dedicate her to you in this altar that your plan, your presence would guide and direct her every step order her steps, Lord, in the plan you have for her. We pray over her today, rebuking the enemy and any plot that would be poised against her. We come against that today in the name of Jesus Christ and ask your work, your plan to unfold with no hindrance. May she come to know you as a young lady 
Lord, as her Savior. I pray that she will grow up to know your truths and live out those promises. I thank you for her, and I dedicate her to you in this altar today. I pray for her parents. I lift them up to you, and I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would bless them. Give them that wisdom that comes from your mighty word. We take this as a very serious moment in time, God, where we, right before your throne, are bringing this beautiful little girl to you. We ask that you protect her and keep her all of her days. Order her steps in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, as we bless her today and give you the honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hi. Hello. You're so cute. I wish you could see the smile on her face. Cute, cute. You're sweet. Oh, they said she likes redheads. I used to be one. <laughs> Tucker Jordan King. little Tucker all right let's pray for him father as we come to you this morning we thank you for little Tucker and we ask your blessings and strength to be over his life I pray that you will Lord bless him as we bless him Lord and give him to you lay him before you in this altar ask your will your purpose your plan your destiny to unfold in his life I thank you God for parents and for family and friends Lord that are here today that will be a part and influence and impact on his life I pray that God, he will know you from a very young age, that he'll become the man of God you've destined him to be. I come against every attack of the enemy in his life, and I pray, God, your strength and your grace to guide and direct his every step. We honor you today. May he know you, love you, and serve you. And I pray for wisdom and grace over his parents as I pray over them today. I pray, God, that you will anoint them with the wisdom that comes from your mighty spirit. We thank you for their commitment and dedication, God, to bring him to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray blessing over him and bless him and dedicate him to you today. Amen. Amen. Is this Ivana? Ivana Lillian Belly. All right, here we go. Oh, hello. Hi. Hi. So cute. Let's pray for Ivana. Father, we pray over Ivana today. We ask your blessings and your strength to be with her. Lord, we dedicate her to you in this altar and pray your blessings and strength, your destiny, your plan over her life, Lord, to unfold. I thank you for those who are gathered here today, Lord, that are part of her life, that will be an influence over her life. I pray that you will anoint them to do mighty things for the glory of God in being a light and a representative to her. I pray that the plan of God will go without hindrance. The enemy will have no no plans or uh, any kind of strategies that will work against her. But Lord, your protection, your angels will guide and direct her every step. I thank you for this today as we bless her and as we dedicate her to you. I pray over her family. I pray over her parents. I pray that you will touch and minister to them. Give them wisdom that comes from your mighty Holy Spirit. Let them sense and feel the power and the presence of God in all they do. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we ask it and we pray. Amen. Amen. Dios le bendiga. Amen. Amen. Hey. God bless. Glory a Dios. Yes. He's so pretty. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Would you help me today give the Lord glory for all of these family and all these friends that have been dedicated? Amen. All right. You can take your seats. Thank you.
see we have our Abilities First is here today. Let's give it up for Abilities First. These are my friends and I'm glad to see them. I always get a big hug and a hi and they're wonderful. If you don't know how it works here, they love to come in here for the music and praise and worship and fun stuff and the worship time and then they go for their own message. They have their own class together and they get food. I'm with them. <laughs> We're going to go eat. So I appreciate them so much and so glad that they're able to be with us. They come every first Sunday of the month and we appreciate that. All right. Our ushers are coming to serve you. As they do, I thank you for your gifts. I thank you for your kindness and all that you do to help us in the efforts around the world for the kingdom of God. All the loose offering today, as always, in both services, uh, goes to world missions. We're able to touch lives in Eastern and Western Europe, Africa, South America, all through South America. Uh, we have our own missionaries. Todd, stand up. I want them to see you. Todd and Rhonda have received their assignment, and they will be planning now. They're getting ready to go to Paraguay, where they will be serving at the school and the orphanage there in Asuncion, Paraguay. So we're excited about that. We're also planning a mission trip uh, to go down there and help them get set up and started. So many of you have already expressed much interest in being a part of that, that mission trip. And so we'll be getting word to you about that. We're excited for you guys. They still need uh, support. Uh, our church supports them, several of you do. They're always looking for folks who will come on board and believe with them for a great ministry, especially now that they're getting ready to go. So I encourage you to include them in your missions giving. Thank you to those who are faithful in paying your tithe in accordance with God's word. That's what keeps the ministry here and the work in our community going strong. So God bless you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. Lord, we are blessed. We thank you that you provide, that you take care of your people. We honor you today that, Lord, you are, are spreading your word, using your people around the world. And, God, you're allowing us to be a part of that. In our missions giving, Father, we don't want to just give an offering. We want to meet a need. So I pray you will lay it upon the hearts of your people as they give to know they are reaching people in some places where we will never go personally. Lord, we're able to go with our support. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you that you are a giver. You're not a taker. For, Lord, you never ask from us for what you don't find ways to bless us over and over again, opening the very windows of heaven to pour out the blessings. We give you strength and honor as we, in wise stewardship, take care, Lord, of your resources that economically work around the world for the kingdom and the gospel message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat>
Don't you want that this morning? Breathe on us, Lord. We need your fire. We need your rain. You know, we need the, however he wants to move. You know, there are times in my life I need the fire because I need the power of God. I need to see a spiritual warfare take place. So sometimes I'm like, God, send the fire. I need your fire. There are other times, other times when I need the rain. I need a spiritual peace. I need him to nurture my soul. I need to feel the comfort and the power of God. I might need a healing. I took that thing off. I can't preach with that thing on. Maybe God will just take care of it right here in the service. I'm all right with that. Because I want him to know. I know that he can. I know that all he's got to do is breathe on us. That's all he's got to do. The power of God here to meet every need. When Moses said, who shall I say has sent me? He said, you tell them I am sent you. I am what? I am all things, all power. I am the rain, I'm the wind. I'm the fire. I'm whatever you need. I am God. And I am. Amen. Woo. Breathe. Breathe on us, Lord. We feel your presence, Lord. Breathe. Lift your hands in honor in this morning. Breathe on us, Lord. You need the fire this morning. Send the fire. Send the fire. Oh, hallelujah. We need your fire, God. We need your fire, Lord. touch your heart when we lift up our hands if you don't understand why we do that you've seen the old westerns man when it's time to give up and surrender you just lift up your hands that's what we're doing we're saying God you take my problem you take my life you take my family 
You take it all. I surrender all, Lord. The Bible says lift up holy hands to the Lord. It's like just reaching out to God. He honors it. It's a faith move. How many of you got a faith move in you today? Hallelujah. Touch your people today, Lord. Because we are never defeated. We are never defeated. Not when we belong to God. Breathe on us, Jesus. The Bible says when he formed Adam, it says he formed him in the clay. It says and then he reached down and breathed, breathed over him the breath of life and gave, made him a living soul. Then we move forward into the day of Pentecost. You know, when all those people were in the upper room. The Bible says, and a sound came from heaven like as of a rushing mighty wind and rested over every one of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Just like that day of Pentecost, we're saying, God, we have come together in your house. We are here in your presence. And Lord, we desire for you to breathe on us. How many of you know he can do it now just like he did back then? Hallelujah. Breathe on me, Lord. Breathe on your church. Fill this place. Breathe. Breathe on us, Jesus. Oh, we need a healing today. Marriages need reconciliation today. I need a job, Lord. My kids need you, Jesus. Oh, we give it all to you. someone else who looked at me with tears at the hospital situation, a crisis situation they said I heard that message pastor God is able and I believe he's able but as the tears welled up in her eyes she said but will he I know he's able but will he how many of you have ever been there before 
We've all been there. I know you're able, God, but will you? Will you touch my need? Will you touch my family? Can we count on you over here, Lord? The answer is a resounding yes. Yes, you can. You can count on God. Let me get right to the word this morning. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, while you're standing, we're going to read God's word. Chapter 2, verse 17 and 18. Then we're going to jump down to Psalm 37, verse 23 and 24. I like being in church. You know, I, I slept in a chair all night last night, was sitting up, couldn't move. All night had pillows everywhere, and I was just like, oh, woe is me. I was feeling sorry for myself. There wasn't nobody there to be sympathetic. It was just terrible. I turned on the TV, and they didn't care. <laughs> I was in pain this morning. I tried to shower and do my hair, and I was like, oh, this is horrible. I got to church this morning. You know, I'm all ready. I don't, I, I don't know how God, you know, plans to work it out. Sometimes knucklehead's got to learn lessons, and so he lets us go through things. But I do know this. Ever since we started church today, Brother Orville, I can do more with it now than I could this morning. I can do a lot of things I couldn't do before. And I'm just like, you know what, Lord, it wouldn't surprise me at all if you just decided to let me get through this service. And you, you taught me a good lesson. I learned my lesson. I'll never pull a washer out by myself again. Whoever it's for, God, I'll, 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 I'll testify. But Lord, I'm all, I, I know he's able. I know he can. Why, it wasn't, it was nine years ago. We talked about this. Nine years ago on a Sunday morning at the first service. I was preaching. I had fall. I am kind of, somebody said to me today, aren't you kind of accident prone? Well, when the devil hates you, you know, Sister Boyer, he hates all of us. He's constantly trying to trip me up, trying to hinder. Well, that's what this message is about today. But I, I was up in the attic at my house and, and I, you know, it was in the garage and I came down through that and I slipped and the, the drywall broke. And I went right down on my back on the garage floor. Three of my discs were bulging and in pain. And I walked around here for two weeks. I had a cane and I was bent over like this. I looked like I was 99 years old. And I was walking around, I'd come in and sit on the pew and I'd say, Lord, help me. And I'd get up and preach and I'd get up here like this. It was, and I just, I thought, Lord, this is not what you want for me. I came in one Sunday morning. I'd been praying that God would touch me. And we started the service and we were worshiping. And all of a sudden, I felt some hot in my head. And Gary was at the piano and he said, Pastor, he said, I believe the Lord wants to heal you today. And there were people in that service and they all clapped. And Gary come out from behind the thing and met me right here. And I said, I, I believe it. And I lifted my hands. He started praying for me. And, and I felt the spirit. I felt that hot. Brother Salvador, I walked up to the pulpit. When I got up to the pulpit, I started reading a scripture. And don't you know it was a scripture on I am the Lord and I can 
heal and I can deliver. It was a, a scripture on telling who he is and what he is. And you know how sometimes, it, and if you like these kind of preachers, that's okay. I'm not mad at you. But there was a preacher on TV one time and he looked up at the, up at the sky and he was putting his fist up there and he said, God, I'm just holding you to your word. And I was like, waiting for the lightning. Because I, you know what? How many of you know God is an awesome, reverent, holy, sacred God? I don't think we ever have a right to point our fist up to heaven and tell God what he's got to do. How many of you know God is smart enough and the Holy Ghost is smart enough? They know exactly what they're doing in the earth. They don't need us to remind God of what his word is. That made me so mad. I'd never in a million years tell you who it was. But I was so mad, I thought, I'll never watch this again. This is terrible. God, I'm holding you to your word. And I'd, I'd heard that, and it made me so upset. And that was a long time ago. And I came up to the pulpit, and I was reading that scripture about telling what God can do. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. The Father spoke to my life. And he said, Pastor, I'm holding you to my word. I want to heal you and I stood right here and that hot hit me went all the way down through my back and I heard a little snap in my back and I turned and walked off this stage I preached the rest of that service didn't have a pain one and get this just for God wait you're gonna clap better in just a minute in the next service we had to baptize 16 people and I already had my guys my our fellow pastors I had them already they were gonna be in the pool with me and I was going to say all the words and they were going to do the dunking you know they were going to baptize so it, all, it was all worked out and I looked at them and I said no God has touched me I'm going to baptize they were like are you sure are you sure I said yeah I'm going to do it we got in there don't you know the first guy walking down in there weighed 300 pounds I took one look at him and I said you did this I know you did I want you to know the power of God hit him and me I laid that man in the water, pulled him back up, and my back felt perfectly fine. I baptized 15 other people. God can heal and bring deliverance to the child of God that'll dare to trust him and look up to him. Oh, he is a healer. You are never defeated when you belong to God. I'm gonna say it again. You are never defeated when you belong to God. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 17 but here is what we're fighting but we brethren Paul writing being taken from you for a short time in presence but not in heart endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire Paul said man we were trying to get to you we couldn't wait to get to you Thessalonica we wanted to come see you Wherefore, we would have come to you, even I, Paul, once and again. But Satan hindered us. Say amen. How many of you know the devil wants to hinder? I said, how many of you know the devil wants to hinder? He wants to put a stumbling block in your path. He wants to turn you into a weak, fake messed up Christian he wants to take away 
the strength of your faith in your life. He wants to discourage you and weaken you. But you've got to be so careful. Don't let him do that. Don't let him do that. Psalm 37 in verse 23 says this. Here's our text. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. Though he fall. What? You mean I don't have to be perfect? You mean I might hit a brick wall in my life? I might get off track one day? The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and God delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Aren't you thankful for the power, the grace, the mercy, and the love of God? Aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful that God loved you enough when you were a dirty, rotten scoundrel? When you were a sinner, a liar, a cheater? When you didn't do right, you didn't live right? Aren't you glad God loved you enough to reach down into your life? Woo! Because you are never defeated when you belong to I'm never defeated. Christians will forsake me. I've seen it. Christians. They'll forsake you. They'll walk away from you. They'll judge you. They'll turn their back on you. Not God. You're never defeated when you belong to God. Carlos, you're never defeated when you belong to God. Let him come at you. Let the devil hit you with his best shot. You are never defeated when you belong to God. The power of the Lord will follow after you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Woo! We got something to shout about, Christian. We got something to shout about. We got something to celebrate in here today. You are never defeated when you belong to God. Well, say amen one more time. I'm feeling better and better. I just clapped, scared myself when I clapped, but I didn't feel a bit of pain. I'm, like, I'm telling you what, God's up to something. He's doing something in this church. He is messing us up. I love it. Don't you? you and me, oh, we're going to pray. Let's pray right now. Lord, get the preacher out of the way. Let the word of God come forth in power. Let lives be transformed and changed and challenged this day as they have come together in your house. We thank you that your word says that wherever two or three are gathered together, there you are in our midst. We thank you that you're here. Holy Ghost is here. Angels of God are filling the rafters of this house. We thank you, Lord. There's a whole lot of heaven in here with us today. We honor you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can I tell you something before you seated? We had a gentleman right back here at the first service. I told about that healing I got in that 830 service. And right about the time that I said, I said, God spoke and said, I'm holding you, Pastor, to my word. I want to heal you. A man back here, about the third pew back, 
completely had been suffering for about a month on a pain, some terrible pain in his leg, had already been to the doctor, didn't know what was going on. He said instantly he felt the power of God heal him right in the pew, right back here. Amen. I like to tell that good stuff. You can be seated. Be careful. You might get healed. The power of God is here in this house. Amen. Expect, hold your umbrella up. There's a story about that village. I love that story. Everybody's praying for rain in the village. Everybody's praying for rain. Praying and fasting and just calling it out. Rain, rain, Lord, we want your rain. They all come to the center of the city for the big old prayer meeting. They said, everybody come to the city center. We're all going to pray for rain. We're going to pray for a big move of God on this rain. And everybody came to the center except one little girl came with an umbrella. I know, I already told you that, but you could laugh again if you'd like. <laughs> One little girl brought an umbrella. I've come here this morning expecting from the Lord. I don't know how we're going to leave here, but I'm not leaving like I came. Isn't that awesome? Amen. Praise God. Well, let's get right to it. I have 25 minutes, 30 seconds. All right. Countdown is on. How many of you know... That God is not a liar. God is not a liar. He has set the course. What I love about him is he has set the course for history. He's laid it all out there in a plan. I really know God's not afraid of the devil. And neither should we be. Sister Sandy, we shouldn't be afraid of the devil. I don't know why we are. God sets the course for the universe and then he advertises what he's going to do. He just tells the devil. He tells the world. He tells everybody what he's going to do. And then he backs it up by being the God of his word. God's not a liar. He told the universe that there was going to be a son. His son would come to the earth and save the people from their sins. He told the world. He says before the worlds were framed, this was true. This was already decided. Satan knew, get this, Satan knew 4,000 years before the birth of Christ that he was going to come. When you look at the details, you can't believe how much God told the enemy. Brother McCoy, God laid it all out. He said through his prophet Isaiah, he's going to come wrapped in swaddling clothes. It's going to be a baby. That's how I'm going to do it. He told, you, you'd think the devil would have put together some kind of a committee and said, well, he's going to come as a baby. So he started working on it. It's going to come as a baby. And we know all through Scripture, he worked hard trying to get rid of a baby. He said, he's going to come to Bethlehem. I like, God just tells it all. He exposed all this. He told him he's going to be born in, in Bethlehem. He's going to be born, right, you know, in, in, in this city here where there's not going to be any place for him. He's going to be found in, in a, in a, with a swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. He's, he's going to have all this stuff that the Bible tells us. And we can't believe that the enemy didn't figure it all out. He's had, he had all them centuries to try to prevent it and try to work it out. Now here's what I want to get at. The enemy, the, the big bad boogeyman, the devil, who tries to scare people and tries to torment people and tries to make them weak in their lives. Some, some of us, sometimes the devil will come along and boo us and boy, we just run for the hills. But the devil had 
thousands of years of knowledge on when, how, and what way Jesus was going to come to the earth. And guess what? Jesus was still born right on time. The enemy does not have an advantage over you. You're never defeated when you believe and you work with him. But oh boy, Paul tells us, he's saying here, hey, I, I was coming to the church. I was on my way. I wanted to see you. But Satan hindered our return. Couldn't come because Satan hindered. How many of you know Satan's always going to be an obstacle in the way? If you ain't doing something right, you got to know, if you're doing something right, the devil's going to fight you. If you're not doing anything for the kingdom's sake, the devil just leaves you alone. But if you're fighting, and if, you, and if you find yourself in a struggle, and there's all kinds of persecution and attack against you, if you find yourself being, you're in a fight every day of your life, then you know, man, you must be on to something right. You must be doing something right, because the devil hates you. The devil's out to get you. The devil's doing his best to attack you and destroy you. If you find yourself on the battle lines of God's glorious fight, then you must know you are doing something right. I've seen lots of folks who sit around twiddling their thumbs, being used of the devil as a tool. And they're, they're into everybody else's business but their own. You know why? Because they ain't doing nothing for the kingdom. They're bored. So when people get bored, they want to get in your life. What's going on with Sister Marie? Oh, I got to find out what's happening in her life. I don't like that old necklace. That necklace, oh. Girl, that necklace ain't right, man. You, you, you shouldn't have that. You know, your hair, your hair's too short. Women ought to have long hair. You got makeup on and jewelry? Lord have mercy, that woman's going to hell. She's one of the most precious sisters I know. Just mark it down. When somebody's all meddling in your life, it's because they don't have one. And because they're looking to, they, they don't have anything going on in their life. You know, I got enough struggle and enough fight fighting the enemy. I got enough of that in my life that I spend most of my time on my knees getting a hold of God for my family and for my life and for my ministry. I don't have time to go out there snooping in your life. I don't have time for that, and you don't either. Stop it in the name of Jesus. Is that all right? Am I allowed to do that? Am I allowed? Satan is constantly trying to obstruct the work of God. The crazy thing is, sometimes his best tools are sitting in the pew. <laughs> Not me, Pastor. Yeah, you. Don't let God use you. Or, I'm sorry. Don't let the devil use you. Please let God use you. <laughs> let the Lord use you. <laughs> Don't let the enemy use you. Don't let him make a tool out of you. Don't let him use you as a weapon against the kingdom work of God. The enemy's been working hard. He thought 
He thought when he first got started, man, he laid it in Cain's heart to be jealous of his brother. Jealousy is worse than anything you'll ever find in the, in the church world. It'll turn good people into monsters. Cain was jealous of his brother and killed him. And the devil worked that plan thinking he would annihilate the lineage of Jesus. He just got rid of one of those boys. He knew Cain was bad, so Cain was going to be the sinner. And Jesus wasn't going to come through that line, so he killed the only other son. He wasn't contemplating or thinking about the fact that Adam, all of a sudden, after he got through the grief of all that, Cain was, you know, it killed Abel. And Abel was, they had already had the, the services, and they were sad, and it wasn't too long before all of a sudden, you know, he looked at Eve in a very special way, wonderful way, and said, you want to go to dinner tonight? She said, I sure do. Next thing you know, Seth rises up, and they got a brand new lineage to work the plan. God will always have somebody standing in the shadow waiting to be used for the deliverance. God will always have his way. God will always have his way. After that didn't work, he decided he would corrupt civilization. Got it all the way down. The whole world had gone horribly evil. And then you've got just eight people left. And Noah is taking his family and running for the, running for the ark. God decides after seeing the wickedness. Genesis chapter 6 verse 5. God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth. And it grieved him at his heart. The Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God always has somebody. When it looked like nobody could, somebody did, and somebody always will. God will always have a somebody. When the sons of men... The sons of God married the daughters of men. Noah came slithering through. Amazing. God always has somebody. And let me tell you, God doesn't always choose a big old army. He doesn't always use a, a king or a big celebrity. God will sometimes choose just one little girl, one little guy. God will just choose an individual. And through that individual, he'll show the power of his glorious hand. Don't ever underestimate and don't count yourself out because you're young. Don't count yourself out because you feel like you don't have any influence. Don't count yourself out because you're too old or you're too young. Let God have his way in your life and God will give you more opportunities than you'll ever imagine. There are two things that are eternally determined. love for you to write this down. There are two things that are eternally determined by God. One is that the devil is defeated. Amen. That's something that has been eternally figured out, determined by God. Number one, the devil is defeated. And number two, write this down. Number two, eternally determined by God is that God will have a victorious church. There will always be a victorious body of Christ. Always. Amen. You look at what he's done. He went on and on, even when the, the Noah came. And then corruption, he, that plan was working, so evil was everywhere. All in the middle of that, the, everything went, went wrong. Man, the message of God had been buried. 
in human pride and apostasy. And then God called a man named Abraham. And Abraham rose up and he became the father. He said, you'll be the father of many nations. All throughout history, we see the devil just keeps trying to hinder. He keeps trying to stop the work of God in the earth. He keeps trying to stop the work of God in your life. Pharaoh's plan was foolproof. Man, he'll get rid of everybody. He'll kill every child. He thought he had it down. I'm king. I can destroy everyone. And then you see old Moses in the bulrushes being pushed in right into Pharaoh's house. I love the way God thinks. I mean, here we are. We've got this big, you know, executive order, if you will, by Pharaoh that we are going to kill every child. Ain't no way anybody's going to get through. And then God says, yeah, watch this. And here Pharaoh's very, was it his sister? Comes right in there, Pharaoh's, was it his daughter or his sister? It's the daughter. I'm having like some brain problems. Yeah. Comes right in there and raised in Pharaoh's house. God always has somebody. Always has somebody. It was Elijah who called down fire from heaven. And then it was Elijah who prayed for rain after three and a half years of drought. Elijah standing on Mount Carmel, bringing the fire down. And then he gets weary and he gets tired. He gets a little, you know, the the physical tiredness caused him to be spiritually tired. And he ended up hindered by the enemy. And then, you know, he's sitting under that broom tree and he's praying that God would just let him die. And then it isn't long before he's running off to hide in a cave. He's depressed and discouraged. He doesn't know what to think anymore. The enemy's messed with his mind, hindered the man of God. Somebody says, oh, a man of God ought to walk on water every day. A man of God is a human being. They get weary and tired, and it's your job to lift them up and pray for them every day. Every day. It's not your job to put the dagger in their heart and kill them. So he's sitting in a cave, and God comes along and says, Elijah, what are you doing in this cave? What are you doing here? He says, I'm the only one left. God said, watch this. He sends a wind. Elijah's looking for him in the wind. Nothing. Sends an earthquake, showing the power earthquake rumbles through that cave. Elijah's looking for God in, the cave, in, in that earthquake. Sends fire. He's looking in the fire and he doesn't see God. Suddenly God walks up behind him and in a still small voice he says, Elijah, what are you doing here? I tell you, God can do anything And he's as close, he's as close to you right now as just a whisper. God wants to direct your path and lead you and guide you. You may be tired physically. There are times in our life when we become weary, even when we're doing the right things. We become weary, and when we become tired physically, it'll affect how we feel spiritually. Amen. Don't judge anybody. Don't put them down. You're going to end up weary and tired yourself. 
The thing is, we are the body of Christ. We are to lift one another up. When we can't fight the battle on our own, our brothers and our sisters are supposed to be right there beside of us. What has happened to the church? What's happening to the church? We got folks who won't play God. Can I just tell you this? The job of the Holy Spirit has already been taken. You are not God's police. I'm not going to sit around and watch you. I'm not going to go after you. I'm not going to be watching your life all the time. I'll just pray. I'll let God take care of his business. How many of you know God can take care of his business? It's not your job to take care of people and anybody in ministry. It's not your job. Stop it. I'm a terrible, listen to me. I'm getting bold in my old age, aren't I? But I keep watching that door. I'm ready to run. The moment y'all rise up at me, I'm going to run. But I'm going to tell you the truth. I've been through enough. You see, I was a young man, 18 years old, Pastor, when I was at the old Harlem Park Church. And I loved my church. I had no idea God was going to make me pastor someday. But all I know is in 1988, we had had 900 and some people in in the congregation. And the power of God was there every Sunday. And I loved my church. And then all of a sudden, the enemy comes sneaking in. Come out from the woods gotten involved in there. Next thing you know, that old church split right in half. Oh, it split three quarters. Hundreds and hundreds of people walked out the door. I sat and watched in misery as people I loved and cared about were fighting and fussing and feuding. I watched it as a young man. I was all, I didn't know what to do. I was lost in it. I was broken. I would sit and watch in the lobby as people would walk out. There was only 200 people left. We had lost hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And I watched it, and I sat there with tears in my eyes, watching people walk out after a Sunday service, and they weren't saying anything. They were just walking out. I said, God, what's happened? This is my church. Lord, this is your church. What's happened here? I didn't know. I kept praying for my church. I wasn't, somebody said, well, you're going to leave. I'm leaving. Are you going to leave, Ray? You're going to leave? I said, no. It's my church. I'm not leaving. It's my church. I'm going to fight for my church. I'm going to fight for God's church. I'm not leaving. I sat there. I sat there and watched as the devil ripped people up, and they were divisive, gossips, and backbiters, and pointing fingers, and judging. I've been through that. Look at us today. God will always have a people. God will always have a people. I look at the devil, and I say, do your best. You do your best. Because God will always have somebody on his knees, some lady on her knees, getting a hold of God and the power of God falling. I'm telling you what, this church is going to stand until the rapture takes place because I'm not going to stand. I'm not going to stand for the enemy to come along and do anything like that. I am a shepherd, and I am watching. I'm sniffing it out. You, you see me looking at you weird? That's because I'm wondering if you're a wolf or a sheep. If you've come in here and you're going to try to divide up my church, I'm going to be the first one right in your face. I'm going to fight for my church. I'm going to fight for what God's doing here. And I'm not letting anybody tear it down. You like to gossip? You like to tear up? You like to divide? There's a church right down the street where they'll accept you just fine. They all like to do that together. I'm not talking about this one in particular. Just any of them. You can go somewhere else. You can go to heaven from another church. 
You're here to tear up. You're here to divide. You're here to hate and, and bring all kinds of judgment and condemnation on the, the house of God and the work that we're doing here. Hey, the Spirit of God was here in a mighty way today. Don't you fight against the Spirit of the Lord. I'm bold, man. Am I, am I okay? Is this all right? Don't you prop that door open, Eric. Just, just keep it open in case I need to run. Power of God. Oh, we want the whole world to please God. I'm not about pleasing you or you or you. I'm about pleasing God. Oh, I'm here to please the Lord. His word is full of promises. And he's good for his word. And he'll stand. There are a whole lot of folks, a lot smarter and stronger than you have come along to try to tear up God's word. And every single time. God's work is attacked. God comes through and brings the deliverance and brings the power of God to bring us out. Elijah was delivered. In 2 Kings chapter 11, we find the queen trying to wipe out the royal seed. She didn't know that there was a young lady sneaking in the back door, found little Joash, the king's son, picked him up, hit him, and walked him out. And there, the lineage of Christ would carry on. I'm telling you, over and over and over again, understand this, God is never hurt by your hindrance. Anything that the enemy uses to come against you, God is not bothered. He doesn't have a heart attack. He doesn't have a panic attack. God is not sitting around wondering, oh my goodness, what is going to happen next? God is always in control. And God will always have the last word. He will always... Be a mighty God and a powerful God. Don't be discouraged. God is ready. Even if you have fallen. Even if, can I say this? Look at that. I'm not even holding that up. I would say give me five, but we'll wait till after church. All I know is that I ain't worried about it right now. Power of God is here. I said the power of God is here. The work of God is over us. Place packed out. People getting saved every week. Grace and gratitude out on the streets this week. This weekend had a wonderful time of ministry. Over 100 people they were able to talk with. It's amazing. The jail ministry, 28 saved on a weekend. We had 16 saved a few weeks ago on a Sunday morning. Tell me the Holy Spirit isn't working in his church. I come out fighting. I come, I'll come out fighting. I'm looking for anything that wants to hurt the sheep. I'm protective over this house. I didn't know at 18 years old I'd be the pastor, but I know now. Now I know why he put love in my heart 30-some years ago. Now I know why I've prayed over this church and worried over this church, and I do even to this day. That's why I tell our staff all the time, we're unified. We're, we're loyal to one another. My staff knows, man, we are loyal. We get each other's back. They don't ever have to worry. I'm going to slip it down here to Frisch's, and I'm going to talk about them behind their back. That don't happen here. Not with us. We get along. We are an army together. We are absolutely tight as we can be. We work hard together, and we are determined that we will never allow the enemy to divide us, and we won't allow the enemy to sneak in and try to divide our church. Will we, Judy?
Judy and I have been there. We've been together the whole time. I used to escort her and walk her out to her car when I was 18 years old because people were all mad and threatening and the church was just exploding left and right. Man, we decided a long time ago, it'll never happen again. And let me put the devil on notice here. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. There'll not be a devil interfere in the work of God at Stratford Heights. Hmm. Satan had a full description of Christ's birth. He knew the nation. He knew the tribe. He knew the family. He knew the town that he'd be born in. Isaiah had said it. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give him a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Satan did a nasty job at Bethlehem. He killed all the babies to get the son of God. Mary and Joseph didn't even live there, but the word of God said he was still born there. God used a dictator to get him there. God is always working his plan to back up his word. He will always do that. God doesn't lie. And Satan, with 4,000 years to prevent Jesus Christ from being born, and Christ still came. I love Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. Listen to what it says. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son. Right on time. God's working a plan in your life, and he is right on time. Don't look to the left or to the right. Get your eyes off the junk. Get your eyes off other people. Stop letting other people be your God, be your church. Stop looking to all these things around you. Look up and look to God's clock and God's time, and he'll do it again, just like he did it right here. He'll do it again. Karen Wheaton had it said. She looked back over the way that God came through for Daniel, how God came through for the Hebrew children, how God has come through for the children of Israel when they needed to get through that Red Sea. God always has a miracle waiting for the child of God that will not give up, that will stay the course all the way to the end. God always has a miracle waiting. Oh, man, I feel the Lord here. He is doing something in us that he's going to explode this church. I'm already looking at you, and I'm wondering, I thought we split the service so there'd be more room. There ain't no room again. And we had over 300 in the first service. It's like, are you kidding me? God, what are you doing? God says, as long as you take care of the people I send to you, I'll keep sending more people to you. Man, God is here doing a great work. Satan tried to prevent the, the Lord from, i got to watch my clock. i got 35 seconds left. <laughs> I just did something really silly right there. <laughs> Satan tried to prevent Jesus from being born. He tried to prevent Christ from dying. He even used the Roman Empire to try to get it done, try to mess up God's word, but it didn't work. How many of you know Calvary still bruised the head of the enemy? Everywhere you look, God wins every time, every battle. He wins every time. They can tell you you got cancer. They can bring you back and say, you got cancer again, and you keep coming back for more. Healing, healing, healing in the name of Jesus. Man, yes, I get fired up. And when I get in the car, I'm going to beat myself up all the way home. 
you wild man, why do you get so crazy? Why don't you just speak very elegantly? I'm sorry, you're just stuck with what you got. You're stuck with what you got. The Bible even said, he keepeth all his bones and none of them will be broken. And sure, right all the way, all the way down to the death on the cross, there wasn't a bone broken in his body. God will always keep his word. And if he'll keep his word over all this, how many of you know he's going to keep his word over your life? Every promise that you've been given, God's going to take care of it. He says he's the healer in the atonement of the blood of the cross. He is the healer, so he still heals. So why don't we just embrace it this morning? I'm figuring it out for myself. I'm looking, I can't believe what I'm doing right now. It's like, can you believe this? Can you believe this? Woo! Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow. I couldn't even take a shower this morning. I mean, I did. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. Stand up with me. Tried to prevent him from being born. He tried to prevent his crucifixion. Then he put a bunch of soldiers at the tomb trying to prevent his resurrection. And that didn't work either. God always comes through. God always comes through. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 15. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Satan has one more card. One more card to play. We're waiting, Christian, on the soon coming of the Lord. He's doing his best to mess the church up. He's doing his best to cause us to get off track. He wants to do everything in our power to destroy us and to cause our faith, our faith to be weak. He wants you to stop believing. You've sung for years. The devil's working every day to try to get you to miss that trumpet. He wants you to miss that trumpet, Tony. If I, if I give him enough trouble, if I give him enough pain, he'll step away from his faith. But I see you here on a Sunday morning. No matter what, you're going to stand. No matter what the enemy gives you because you're a man of God. And God's not going to fail you. You're never defeated in God. Never. Hallelujah. Touch him, God. I want you to stretch your hands towards Tony. Excuse me, brother. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we believe you right now. God, you surge down through his back right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, touch him, Lord. We thank you, God, for healing. Lord, we thank you for Tony. Touch him by your Holy Spirit. Minister to this man of God who loves you, has held on in faith over you, God. Your promises, Lord, he's stuck with them. He'll not lay them down, God. He'll hold on. He's not defeated today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. The enemy wants to do what he can to cause you not to be ready. He'll mess you up. Don't you buy into it. Don't you let the enemy mess you up. Don't you let him keep you from God. Don't you let him keep you from faith. Don't you let him cause you to be weak and fall and stumble. Don't you let that happen. You stay strong in the Lord. And you fight the good fight. Don't you lay your armor down. This is the time when you put that armor on. You keep it on. Every day. 
The enemy wants to attack your mind. You put the helmet on. Your salvation is your strength. The enemy wants you to let your faith down. You don't, don't you dare let your faith, you hold that shield up. Every time the enemy hits you with the darts and the arrows of this world, you hold that shield up. The enemy comes at you and makes you think he's going to kill you. You take the word of God as the sword and you begin to cut him down with every promise God's ever given you. It's time to hold on to the promises of God. Do you believe that saying, man? Yeah. Never head bowed, never eye closed this morning. The enemy wants to trip you up right before the very end. I can almost hear Gabriel getting ready with that trumpet. We're getting ready for the soon coming of the Lord. He's coming so much sooner than you think. You don't have time. You don't have time to worry about all those other things. Get that stuff out of your mind, out of your heart. Don't you hold those things anymore. Forgive where you need to forgive. Let it go. Have mercy and grace for others. Don't be God. You're not God. Don't do that. Stop. Get smart. Get humble. Get broken. Let God change you. Let him fill you. Let him turn your life around. Turn it upside down. You've been playing church for too long. You've been playing with God for too long. You're going to miss it. Christians, pray with me right now. You're going to miss it. I'm speaking to somebody today. You've played the game. You know how to play it good. You've spent so much time focusing on everybody else. Nobody's looking at you. I'm telling you, you're going to miss it. You can fool me. You can fool the church, but you can't fool God. I said, you can fool me. You can fool the church, but you cannot fool God. Every one of us today ought to be humbled in our hearts, broken before him. Mm. I am the almighty God. All things consist in my power. Do not look to yourselves. Do not trust in man's wisdom. No longer look to organization and people for your strength and your peace. Trust and know that looking into my strength will bring your victory. I am a God of great power and I'm here today to deliver you. I'm here today to answer you and your questions, your doubts, the issues of your mind. I, says the Lord, will deal bountifully. I will deal lovingly with you. Look to me now. Come to me in complete surrender and trust. And know that I am a God who will show you my great strength for your life. You need only come to me. Wow. The Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart in any way. If you are determined not to be defeated, if you're determined to go all the way, and if God, if you need him to strengthen your walk and your faith with him, I want you to get out. Make your way to the altar as quickly as you can. We're going to stand here together in a unity of prayer. 
Lord, I, I'm trusting you with everything. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to lay down. I'm not going to throw in the towel. I cannot. It's too late. I cannot. The time is short, and I will not. I want you to get out as quickly as you can. Would you come? In the presence. All of us. Feel it. Come on. Everybody that will, please come. Of Respond to the Spirit of God. God I'll not be defeated. My family will not be defeated. You know, you got to have action. You got to have faith. You got to respond to God. He said, Come to me. Troubles vanish. Amen. Move in here real close. In the presence of the King. Sing that at one good chorus. Let's sing it. In the presence of John. another question with every head bowed and every eye closed are you here today and you need to trust Jesus you don't have him in your heart and life you've never you've never done that or perhaps you did years ago and you've not been serving God but you need to make things right with the Lord this morning before you leave right now is that opportunity I want to pray with those who need to get right with God if you're here today and you'd say pastor I'll pre I'll pray that prayer with you I will pray the prayer right where I'm standing, right where I'm at, to receive Christ into my life. I want to do that. Would you lift up your hand and then right back down? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Any others? Any others? God bless you, sir. We're praying. Christians are praying. Anybody else? I need Jesus today. God bless you. Hands are going up. We're praying. This is what it's all about. We want to do everything we can to present people to Jesus today. God bless you, sir. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God love you. This is the greatest decision you'll ever make for the Lord. Going to wait just about 10 seconds more. Anybody else? I need Jesus today. All right. We're going to pray this prayer, and then we're going to pray for everybody this prayer like I've said many times you have to understand this prayer is not magic it's not just words you say and you're automatically in it has to come from your heart we're just gonna help you and if you believe this from your heart all of heaven is going to be cheering and dancing the Bible says heaven rejoices the angels of God rejoice 
over one. Now we've got many. So imagine the party that's going to happen in just a few moments. We're going to pray this prayer together right now. Greatest prayer you'll ever pray in your life. I want you to pray it with me. Church, let's all help them. Let's pray this together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. You are the Son of God. You came to the earth. You died on the cross. You rose again. And you are coming again. I want you to come for me. I make you the Lord of my life. And I plan to live for you. Strengthen me. Help me every day. In Jesus' name. According to your word, I believe it in my heart. And I've now confessed it with my mouth. I'm a Christian. I'm saved. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now, don't you feel like a thousand pounds just come off of you? It's the greatest diet plan there ever was. I want you to pray for one another. I want, if you're standing by your wife, I want you to lay your hand on your wife or your husband. If, you got, if there's somebody else standing beside you, you can make three or four of you stand together. Find a prayer partner right now. We are not defeated in Jesus' name. The enemy will do his best, but he will lose every time, Trina. Every time. God is going to cause you to be victorious. How many of you know he has already determined your victory? You don't have to seek it. You don't have to go looking for it. You already got it. You already got it. Father, we pray over our church. We pray over every family. We pray over every husband and wife. We pray over every son and daughter. We pray, God, that you will minister to your people today, that you will cause us to be, Lord, aware of our victory that comes through you. Lord, the enemy has been defeated, and we are victorious through you. We thank you for this truth. Lead us, guide us, help us, God. Empower us for your service and help us in everything we do to live out the victory that you have given to us through your promises, through your word, and through your son. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it and pray. Bring miracles, bring deliverance, bring salvation to our loved ones that we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Give the Lord praise today. Amen. Amen. Let's appreciate our pastor for bringing us the word of God today. God. Amen. We, we have been blessed with, with great preachers and great ministers to help us along in our journey. God has blessed us. We want you to know about a special event for elementary kids. If this does not apply to you, then you can go ahead and start thinking about what you're going to eat here in a couple of minutes. But we want you to know about an event that we are connected to through the Church of God. It's Kid Fest. It's going to be April 21st through the 23rd. It's a weekend retreat for elementary age kids. It's at the Great Wolf Lodge by Kings Island. And it's going to be a wonderful event for elementary age uh, folks. If you're interested in that, you want to get more information, you can talk to Pastor Cam, Missy Osborne. Anybody that's connected to Children's Church can get you the right information. And uh, we want to take a great group. They went last year, had a wonderful time, did, but, but they want to take better. more folks this year. God bless you all. Let's have a wonderful day. Be blessed this week, and we will see you. God bless you.